Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the subject of privileges. Membership has its privileges. You hear this, this phrase, membership has its privileges, and we're going to see from the book of Ephesians uh, chapter 1. I'm going to read to you from Romans 12, and they'll bring it up on the screen here in just a moment. But, uh, uh, but I first have to tell you this. A, a man goes to consult Dr. Wilson, who is the most expensive doctor in Dallas, <clears throat> about his medical problem. And so after the visit, the man asked how much he owed the doctor, and uh, Dr. Wilson said, well, my fee is $500. And the man just outraged at this. He says, that's impossible. No one charges that much. And, and the doctor says, well, in your case, I, I'll make an exception. I, I, I can adjust my fee to $300. $300 for one visit? This is ridiculous. Well, then could you afford $200? $200. Who has that kind of money? Okay. The doctor is growing very irritated. He said, just give me $100 and get out of my office, okay? Well, <clears throat> the man says, I can give you 50 and you either take it or leave it. And Dr. Wilson says, I don't understand you. You know that I'm the most expensive doctor in Dallas. Then why in the world did you come to me without having money? And the man said, listen, doctor, when it comes to my health, nothing is too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> there are multitudes of memberships that are offered by, you know, organizations, clubs, charities, causes. The invitation to become a member of, you know, such and such organization is usually promoted as a worthy cause or um, a, a lifelong investment or help make a difference. You know, and it's usually followed by the urgency of timing, you know. Uh, time is running out, act now. Uh, limited time offer. But, and then, and then usually it gets to the perks. If you join today, you get 50% off, right? Or a lifelong Jelly of the Month Club, something. I don't know, but there's always some, usually some kind of benefit that is offered for those who would join uh, and become a member. VIP access, benefits, and maybe a few testimonials from actual, not actors and actresses, uh, members of that organization. Now, however cool and beneficial um, these causes are, and there are lots of great causes in the world, lots of great things to be a part of and to uh, serve in and give your time to. And as fun as those membership privileges may be, all of them have limits, all of them. And ultimately, they're all limited by time. Eventually, they all expire. They all run out. So I'm not here to promote those limited membership benefits today. I want to show you from the scriptures for a few minutes the privileges that come as members to the members of the body of Christ that are eternal. And um, Romans chapter 12, verse 4 says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, verse 5, 
So we, being many, are one body. Say, we are one. All right? We are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So we are believers. We are children of Almighty God, and we are members of Christ's body. And this membership definitely has benefits. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 now. I am aware of the time. Not that that always makes a difference that I'm aware of it, but I'm just letting you know I am aware. In him. Everybody say in him. I love Ephesians. I love the book of Ephesians. This is the theme of Ephesians. If you could, if you could just narrow it down to its essence, it is in him. In him. Especially the first three chapters. In him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. He has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Are you catching the theme yet? In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And lastly, verse 14, who is, the Holy Spirit being, who is the guarantee, I like that, the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Thank you, Father, for this moment that we are here in the house of God. Thank you that we're not in the hospital right now. Thank you we're not in jail. <laughs> we're here in this moment, experiencing your presence as members of your body. I thank you now, God, that you do what you do in this moment. Grace my lips to speak to your people the truth of the word of God, the living word of God, for those who find it, it's life to them. It's health to all of their flesh. And I pray that this word, Lord, will be powerful in their lives today. That this seed that is planted, God, will take root. And it will grow. And it will root down. And it will shoot up. And Lord, it will produce some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. In Jesus' name. Amen. As members of the body of Christ, you have been given privileges. We all have been given privileges with no expiration date. So a few of those things I just want to talk about this morning. And look at verse 7. It says, in him we have redemption. How? Through his blood. In other words, that was the price tag. That was the price tag. Everybody say value. Here's a membership privilege. You are valued by Almighty God. He has placed a high value on your life. Proof of it by what he was willing to pay. Giving up his own son. And it is through the blood of his son, praise God, 
that we have been redeemed. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. As I've said before, the value of something is mostly, mostly determined by the, pr- by the price one is willing to pay for it. And uh, years ago, there was a, a gym dealer strolling the aisles of Tucson, Arizona, uh, their, their gym and mineral show. And he noticed this, I think I've told you this story before, but uh, this, this violet blue stone on one of the tables that was about the size and shape of a potato. So he picked it up, he looked it over, and when he realized what he had in his hand, he calmly as possible uh, approached the dealer and asked him if he would take $15 for this stone. So the dealer looks it over. He had a lot of much prettier stones in his display. So seeing that it was a little marred, he he said to the man, you know what, I'll take 10. I think that's a better, a fairer price than $15. And so the man happily paid the $10. And that stone has since been certified a 1905 carat natural star sapphire. 1,905 carats. It's about 800 carats larger than the, known, than the known largest stone of its kind. It was appraised at $2,280,000. When you were born into this world, my family, you were born with a problem. You were born a sinner. Thank you, Adam. Can we all say thank you, Adam? <laughs> you were marred with the effect of Adam's uh, disobedience and therefore sin, therefore You're born a sinner and unable by your own efforts, all of us, unable to help ourselves, to save ourselves, to solve this problem. But God, thank God, who is rich in mercy, he saw you. He saw you in your marred condition. He saw something very beautiful and very valuable. And he was willing to pay the highest price to have you. The the fact that it took the very precious blood of Jesus for God to redeem us Huh? Let that sink in today. Let that sink in today. Just how valuable you really are. It cost God everything to have you. And he willingly and lovingly did it. And Jesus offered up his own body and blood to ransom us from the bondage of sin and death. He gave everything he had to save us from our sins. And you know what? You may see yourself unworthy of that kind of payment doesn't make it any less true. Hmm? Because God knows that you are worth it. And that's why he went through with it. What an incredible love. What a gift. What a blessing. You are highly valuable to God. Look at, look at verse uh, 7 again. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. So not only did he buy us back or purchase us and recover us, He also forgave us. Everybody say vindication. Vindication. I like that word. And it says this happened according to the riches of his grace. In other words, this was all God's doing because he wanted to do it. Right? I like mercy. It's where you don't get what you deserve. But grace is you getting what God wants you to have. It's It's a bigger experience. Praise God. And he made this to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. By vindication of our sins, we're released from that bondage. You're no longer a slave of, we sing one of the songs here, you are a free child of God, never to be in bondage again. Romans 8, 15 says, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, 
but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Your heavenly Father, through his son, Jesus, has released you. Today, you are released, my family, released from the bondage of sin. You're released from the guilt and the shame of it. Praise the Lord. You're free from it. You have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. You're not on the outside. You are now in him. All right? If you're in him, it's as good as it gets. Huh? It's as good as it gets. If you're in him, you are fully accepted. You are fully forgiven. I love this. And so forgiven and so redeemed and so vindicated that you and I, John says, that we will have boldness. And the day we stand before him, the day of judgment, the day of terror, the day of reckoning, and yet as his children, we'll stand boldly because our boldness is not in us, it's in him and his willingness to forgive us and to vindicate us and to justify us and say, innocent, free of every guilty charge. Praise God. And look at, look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, he made it known to us according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Now, Paul talks about this mystery in other places, and he talks about how this mystery was hidden, hidden in, the, in, in prior ages. It, it wasn't unlocked. It was in the heart of God, but God hadn't unlocked this, this mystery. What was this mystery? That all people of the earth would be partakers of a relationship with God, of a covenant, this new covenant that was cut in the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. Incredible. No longer was it just the natural-born children of Abraham, but Gentiles now could come in. This was the mystery that was locked up, but now we're living in that time, the age of the church, where God has opened his arms to the entire world. Praise God. I'm grateful for it. Aren't you grateful that he opened his arms to you today? Huh? And Jesus, Jesus is the revelation of God to us. He's the one who said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father because I say what the Father says and I do what the Father does. That's it. I do not come on my own authority. I do not speak on my own authority. I do what my Father tells me to do so that you can know him because he wants to know you. I know when some people think of God, they, they, they feel fearful or, or, or angry or confused. Maybe they think he's angry or disappointed with them or that he's cruel or unjust or that he's just really far away. The truth is they're blind. They're blind to the truth. Everybody say vision. He has made known to us. He has revealed this to us. He's revealed this truth to us, this mystery. God has given you vision to see the truth of his word, to see him through his son. Unfortunately, many of his own children feel and think these ways about God. And this, this happens because, number one, the lies of the devil. He's a liar. He's an accuser. And, and the Bible calls him the God of this world. And he has blinded the eyes of those so that lest they should hear the gospel and believe it, lest the light of that gospel should shine on them so that they could see. Even people's own ignorance, bad experiences in life, right? Make you jaded. People have been hurt. They suffered loss, sat under bad teaching, or just simply through the flaw of human reasoning. And, and human reasoning, when it comes to God, outside of faith, will never really arrive at God. Well, it might, it, it might arrive at him, but, but there will be no kind of revelation in it. Uh, it'll just be more 
mathematical. C.S. Lewis experienced this himself. Y'all know C.S. Lewis, right? Chronicles of Narnia, in case you... Mere Christianity, which is a, a good book. I definitely recommend it. Lots of great books he wrote. But this plagued C.S. Lewis for years because he suffered the loss of his mother when he was just a boy. And he became angry with God when that happened because he... Uh, I've read some of his, his uh, autobiography, and, and he said that... I. I just knew that my mom was going to get better because I was praying, and, and she didn't. And so I, I started going down a pathway of thought that then God either isn't or he's cruel, and he doesn't care. So he decided he didn't want anything to do with God. But all that changed one day in 1931. He and his friend Jack and brother Warney decided to go to the zoo. And on the way back, Jack, or you know him as J.R.R. Tolkien, talked to Lewis about Jesus. And I'm going to quote uh, C.S. Lewis here. He says, as Tolkien revealed to me who Jesus was and is, things began to come together. The clouds all went away. All of a sudden, God wasn't so far away. He was within my reach. I could understand him. I could talk to him. I could have a real relationship with him. Jesus is. God revealed to us. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. The devil's bad and God is good. And Jesus showed us that stark reality. I have come to give life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and abundance in this life. He did not come to the earth to judge your sins. He came here to be judged, hallelujah, for your sins. And in Jesus, God will bring all together. This, this, the fullness of our relationship is revealed in and through God's precious son. Praise God. The blind see when Jesus shows up. Amen. There's vision. You have new and clear vision. All the clouds go away in him and the light of his unfailing and unending love. Uh, surrounds you and saturates your whole being, your spirit, your soul and body. He wants all of you. Amen. And by his good pleasure forever and ever, you and I are going to enjoy, uh, praise God, this relationship with him, free from uncertainty, free from confusion, free from insecurity, and free from fear. And lastly, hey, all right. Verse 11, in him also, we have obtained an inheritance. In other words, there is something in this for you. There is an allotment. And being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will. I want to jump down to verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So there are th two things, and this is the last thought on this. You have validity now. Huh? He has validated you, all right, by showing us you have an inheritance, which means that validates that you're his children. And you have a seal on you. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And the Holy Spirit, as your seal, is here to keep you, to stay with you until the fullness of your salvation is known. He is the proof that you are a child of God. Hmm? He is the proof that this world is not your home. 
that you are reserved for another day, a better day, a greater day, a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen. And, and, and this inheritance validates our status or our position as his children. Amen. Because all of it comes down to the essence of this gospel. What made all the difference was that Christ died for our sins. Won't you say that? Just make that personal. Christ died for my sins. Amen. Whoo, thank you, Lord. He died for you. He died for your sins. Every last one of them. And so how then shall not, how God not also with Jesus freely give us all things? When you come to church and you sit here, the reading of the word of God, I want you to remember that this is his will. Therefore, you have come to the reading of the will. And this is where you know what you've received. As children of God, your inheritance, you'll discover. And I pray that and hope that you will discover it and receive it and enjoy your membership privileges as members of his body, that you are valued by God. Amen. Paid a high price to have you. Don't let the devil and his lies rob you of that truth. Huh? Or even your own feelings about it. Get over that. Believe the word. Believe what God has said. You also have the privilege of vindication. Praise God. Your record has been expunged. You also have the privilege of vision. You can see things as God sees them. You see the reality of the truth of the word of God and your relationship with him. And you have been validated through this inheritance and through the spirit of the living God who has sealed you forever and ever. Thank you, Father, for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for your precious people. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this membership that you've brought us into as members of the body of Christ. And thank you, Lord, for these privileges that we get to enjoy and experience and live in every day of our lives. Lord, we have been put here. We have been positioned in this way by your grace, by your love. And Lord, your word teaches us that we've been justified by faith. Therefore, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And by him also, we have access by faith into this grace. You have given us grace. Our part is to have faith. And by faith in you, we have access into all that your grace affords for us and allows for us. And it is an exceeding grace. Thank you for that. Lord, I, I, I pray for those that are here today, Lord, who, who are struggling they're struggling with their, they've been struggling with their own relationship with you and they've been in uncertainty. And I pray God today that they, Lord, would, would find this resolve, find resolve from the truth of your word, that you love them and that love is unconditional. It's not predicated upon their performance, good or bad, but it is who you are. I thank you, Father God, and Lord, those who are here who, who have physical needs, there's suffering in their body with some sickness or ailment or pain or even, even mental issues. I thank you, Lord. You took care of all of it. You carried our pains, both physical and mental. By your stripes, we are healed. You took care of every malady, every sickness, every calamity, every anxiety, every disease, and willingly carried them to that cross 
and nailed them there once for all. Thank you, Lord, for that today. Thank you for, for healing and restoring homes here today, families, husbands and wives, children, Father. Thank you for that, that, that love, God, would abound there and that they would dwell together in the bond of peace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for providing for those who are in financial need today, God. As Faith said so beautifully earlier, my God shall supply. He shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you for doing it, Lord. Your word says that you know what we need before we even ask. That's how much you're concerned. That's how involved you are in our lives. Thank you for that. And if you see us, that means you have help for us always. So thank you for being that. Bless you, Father. Thank you for your son. Most of all, thank you for him. What a, what a gift. We're forever changed. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you and make his face shine upon you and all of your house and be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.